bandwidth for the Weird Things podcast provided by Wired Tree. For sites of any size and world-class customer service, head on over to wiredtree.com. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Brian Brushwood. Ahoy! Justin Robert Young. Hello. And Bryce Castillo. Hello. Also, I'm on Team hey, Hello. Um, so, uh, you guys did a thing, and I don't think we've all talked about the thing together like this. No. Yeah, I guess not. Um, uh, especially today being the day that we finally... Hmm. I I mean, it's not over, but 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 we put an end capped on uh, an end cap on chapter one of it for sure. Yeah. So World's Greatest Con available now. All four episodes of our four episode first season are out. There will be a little epilogue that'll come out uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, but if you want the scripted stuff that we have spent the last uh, seven months working on, uh, uh, it is all there for you now. Um, this this is the part where after years and years of giving advice, we have to fall flat on our faces and be proven wrong about everything, right? <laughs> like 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 sitting on our mountain telling people well what you ought to do and here's how to do it, and then we launch something new and now it's just like well I don't know do we do it right? But but it's not like you you guys didn't use all of the tools that we talk about every week. You know oh, you I didn't know. email. Th- 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 this is where we have to find out whether or not <laughs> whether or not we're falling on our face it, or not. If we if this was not. a cult, if this was a cult, and this is not a cult, anybody <laughs> listening, FBI, um, this is where you, hey, guys, we've got the new tech. Yeah. <laughs> the old tech served its period, but the old tech's gone. That's right. It's new tech. We're going to talk about the new tech. We're going to tell you about the new tech. Uh, and you got to buy the new tech. At this at this very moment, uh, in Pocket Casts, it's still the number one top trending podcast. Um, they don't separate in the regions, so... We get to at least imagine that it's worldwide on Pocket Casts. Um, the reviews seem good. Uh, the growth seems organic, and uh, downloads are downloads are, are stellar so far, uh, which is which is great. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, I don't know how much you guys went over uh, last week, but uh, this was a, uh, a a real kind of melding of a lot of the experience that we've had in the podcasting world. Uh, Brian uh, did a fantastic job in leveraging uh, the Mono Rogue audience. We got a a huge, huge, huge help uh, from legends in this field, qualified people who already speak to the qualified audience that would enjoy this show the most in Jack Resider of Darknet Diaries. And of course, the the, the greatest of all time, the greatest to ever do it, Dan Carlin with Hardcore History. Uh, Dan uh, Carlin gave us a uh, a tweet of endorsement, and Jack Resider was nice enough to put the whole first episode in the Darknet Diaries feed with a little uh, endorsement in front of it. Uh, both of which were done gratis. You know that was that was those were friend moves from friends of of Brian, and uh, uh, so far so good. You know the 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 the, the downloads are enough that. You know, uh, we've really had to kind of rethink uh, exactly what the cadence of this show <laughs> how, how is going to be. fast we want to get back to doing this again? Because I can't believe it's 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 only been two weeks and two days. Is that is that 
two weeks in one day is is that how short it's been the spirits they did it all in one night is it three because you had the first two episodes come out week one that's right and now we're on week and then three one with episode week four. later was episode three and then one week later yeah. was episode two four weeks. so two weeks two weeks in a, a well, couple of days all right. yeah no 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 it's yeah. two weeks yeah I, 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 it's bonkers that's it was, so it was monday night so it's actually just a, even a little shy of two weeks uh but we wanted to launch two of them uh, uh, mostly because, uh, I mean, as soon as we got the Dark Knight Diaries placement, we knew we wanted to watch launch two of them so people could have a thing to go and subscribe to right. uh, as soon as they heard the the first one. And then, you know, once you launch that, then it's not like you're going to wait two weeks and then launch this uh, uh, the other one. So it ha- all had to kind of uh, uh, rock and roll really fast. But uh, and, and keep in mind, all of this is happening while Justin is moving and we're on hiatus <laughs> from from our regular Tuesday night jam of Night Attack. And while we're writing, as a matter of fact, I just saw a piece of equipment that just showed up that was that uh, is fairly significant for, for uh, the long great, great night, night tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's just been so much... Uh, at a different time, uh, there would have been a fragility that I I, I don't think uh, 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 the three of us, the four of us could be handling. But it's really great to be in a place where it's just like, yeah, no, uh, 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 let's keep on rolling. Who's fragile? Who are you calling fragile? I'm me, not fragile. Me, mean, mainly me, but <laughs> but 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 uh, I, I, I'm trying to spread around the fragility. Uh yeah, it's been, I mean, if we're being real, I've never had a success like this. Uh, I know Brian has launched, uh, you know, two brands with a, a scam school and then Modern Rogue where things found an audience fairly uh, uh, quickly and, and it was able to kind of grow at this steady pace. Uh, and and obviously, Night Attack and NSFW show have been a tremendous success, but it's been very much in the in the in the cult. Our our, our greatest successes have been because of uh, how agile and amazing we are as as a as a as a smaller unit, you know. And by uh, we, he means the community, the not, community, not, not the two of us. No, no. I mean, uh, uh, that's that's what's been remarkable about it. But in terms of number, 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 numbers. Uh, you know, I've never been a part of anything uh, at this level, and and it's it's been very exciting uh, uh, to do it. Um, so I, I I would like to thank everybody for being a part of it, and and uh, it's been it's been it's been awesome, and I I'm very excited to uh, 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 disappoint you with subsequent seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I want to really express my curiosity with the California highway system and i do season two and that was the true detective season two is the whole oh really you know. yeah i was gonna say yeah, yeah. Or, or it's like we're gonna uh, you know, talk, talk about talk, the dismantling of the red line or whatever yeah we're talk, yeah talk about the taliban like serial did uh you know just to just to totally throw everybody off the you know case that of anything that was good about season one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we, we, we've got a few ideas for season two that will be a bit of a departure because we don't want to be pigeonholed into being a world war two history show. Um, or even a history show in general. I mean, we're going to tell stories from history, but from the we past. don't want to be a, we're not going to tell, yeah, yeah. we're not going to tell stories of things that have happened in the future, yeah. but all right, listen up team next Thursday. We strike. <laughs> uh, but it's, um, 
you know, it's it's been it's been a, 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 a tremendous experience. I've learned a lot as a producer, and uh, it's what what's been remarkable about it is how much the show has retained. I think the the essence of what we wanted uh, it to be from the beginning to what was translated, like the 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 feedback that we were getting was kind of exactly the feedback we wanted, which is which to me has been. Uh, has been what's what's amazing because you I think you oftentimes can sink yourself if you've got too much of a pre-programmed idea of how things are going to be received and and if they're not and if people like another thing about it then maybe you don't react to it as well as you should and you don't appreciate the blessing of people connecting on any level to it uh but this has been remarkable in that like like oh people really like the production cool people really like the vulnerability of brian cool people really like the history part cool people uh, like i think that this is a fascinating story like wow all if i were to list out the reasons why the show is cool like people have seemed to pick up on that and that i think is something that's it's easier said but when you when you create things for a living you know that that's very rarely the case. Very rarely does everything you're going many, for many, get many processed. good things uh, do not become successful, and many successful things are garbage. Uh, to have created a good thing that seems to be enjoying some success is an unexpected delight, especially when it, it vindicates uh, so much of the, the the theories that we've had about, like you know, what the right way to launch things are. So. <clears throat> Producer Justin, just between you and me, yeah. Um, how much of a diva is Brian Brushwood? <laughs> uh, you know, the funniest thing about Brian is that the biggest thing we had to, I had to, I had to beat out of him is his self depreciation because, uh, you know, if he's on scam school and he screws up, it's really funny if he looks in the camera and says, look at me, the guy who screwed up. Modern Rogue even more so. That's like almost a, a, a baked in part of it is like, oops, we poured too much uh, thing in the other stuff and that's why everything got messy. Right. Uh, and so, so why are we literally going against the con instructions? Because that's what we do, who cares, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, when we would record, especially through the first few episodes, there were moments where I think Brian's natural instinct was to pull back and be like, well, well, what do I know? I'm just an idiot. And I had at a certain point just had to start stopping the takes and, and yelling at him because uh, this is a, I think Brian's built to tell stories about con cons and scams. Uh, he is an authority on it. And especially in this realm, you know, if, if kind of form equals function, then the self-depreciation that plays so well on Scam Nation, that plays so well on the Modern Rogue, takes away in a podcast like this because it it almost challenges the listener of like now you feel like an idiot for for being there for investing for investing in this guy because you're not what, going what, on you're a, a fraud yeah you're not going on a journey you are um you are trying to uh uh you know, uh, you were just being told a story and that's, and that's a fundamental difference. And I think it took us a little bit to make sure that we, that we got there. Uh, but I, I, I think the final product shows that, you know, Brian is, is a more than capable um, storyteller in, in that, in that realm. Uh, 
you know, because I, I don't think that there's there's anything that involves that subject matter that that he can't uh, he can't get across. I, I I don't know if we discussed this on the air on this program yet, but um, I was telling Justin how thankful I am that I'm old now because um, I, I picture I think I was 31 when we launched Scam School, and if Scam School launched with the character that is portrayed in World's Greatest Con of of somebody leaning back with a half empty pint saying unironically the phrase there's a line in my line of work called you know you can't con an honest john it's like i i, I would want to slap whoever that was it's like what what have you been in this line of work for all of five years uh but but as i creep up on 50 that stuff becomes more credible and becomes better for it and it, it allows me to i don't know play a character that i've never really played before a, a genuine authority well, okay, Brian, just between you and me, your producer of the show has gone on the record telling people that you're a bit of a, as an artist, sometimes uh, self-critical or overly self-critical. We've also heard, in fact, he's admitted as much to yelling at you during the production of that. Yeah. What was the experience like for you working under a tyrant? Bliss. <laughs> It was absolute bliss to be the instrument. He'll never hear this. This is anonymous. Yeah, just exactly. so you know. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear all, that. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Stomp, 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 stomp. Clock. <laughs> well, uh, no, uh, it, it, it's as though, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I've been used as an instrument on various projects. Brian you know. has been used. <laughs> uh, and some people have tried to, you know, wedge me into their preconceived Brian notions. Brian has of been, people have tried to wedge Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Do not Urban Dictionary that. But, 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 uh, but when Justin lays stuff out, like, you know, his ability to give me permission to run off on, you know, side tangents or whatever. And then maybe there's something there, maybe there's not, but then eventually just gently guide me back. Um, it's, uh, it, it, I, I, I now know what it feels like to be Yo-Yo Ma's cello uh, and to, to be played <laughs> to perfection. <laughs> Justin played with me. <laughs> oh, until my fingers bled. Uh. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I all seriousness there there's kind of a level of trust where it's like we both understood where we wanted to get to and then when i would deviate from the script justin was really really good at at recognizing when i just needed to get you know the wiggles out of my system and when i had something different to say or whatever and 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 that's not a luxury i've been afforded in a lot of other projects and and in that regard it's it, it truly has been incredible there's Go ahead. Oh, please. No, go ahead. No, you can have a better anecdote than I was. Oh, I, I no, I, I just want to say that uh, uh, it is. So it, is it is very great. flattering. I, I'm it just is very, it is very flattering to say that, that right. Brian Anyhow, is. That... As I, I, I watched. Uh, I am a. I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan, and I don't love everything he does. Some things I go, um, and when he does something great, I love, 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 love it, and like. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, is like just a great culmination of what he knows. And he, there's a book coming out. You know, he wrote that he wrote his own novelization of that. Oh, which really? Like comes out Once today Upon or a tomorrow. Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, it features yeah. Uh, 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 Margot Robbie's feet right on the cover. Oh, it does it? Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. uh, and it's like read by like, Jennifer Jason Lee, I think. Oh, but, really? uh, and, for the audio. Anyhow, um, 
by watching these interviews of Tarantino, of people talk actors like big name actors talking about working in Tarantino. And one of the things like Kurt Russell talked about like uh no cell phones on the set because he's like when Quentin Tarantino's in movie land, you're in movie land. You're yeah. gonna be around, you're gonna be making movies, that's what you're gonna be doing. Uh, listen to uh, Channing Tatum talk about like, yeah, like it's funny. Like everybody becomes this movie nerd when you're on a Quentin set and it just, and he talked about like how just geeked out everybody is about making stuff. And then there was the, when Jamie Foxx talks about when he went to the table read for, for Django and he does this great impression of when you like, he starts it and like then Quentin pulls him aside <laughs> and he's like, ah, ah, I was afraid this is going to happen. You know, and he just, you know, and just like him getting notes from like hard notes from Quentin and and it was like he's talking on the Howard Stern show. It's like what's like he's like he's just I love it. It was great because like it's like they're all like they when you go make a Tarantino movie, you want to make a Tarantino movie. You yeah. know, you show up there to be in his movie, and I think that's the power of him as a director. You hear about other directors and people who have difficult times with actors and stuff because what's your movie? What's your style? Do you really know what you're doing? Have you earned that? And you know, you you get a guy like Tarantino is like. Oh, you know, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. De Niro. If you don't want to be in my movie, fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not in it. And who is who is whose loss is it? So I would say between the two of you is like like Justin's earned that trust because, you know, and that's what I as a writer, when I worked with Justin, was that I I I trusted him, I trusted his guidance, I trusted his input on stuff because I knew, you know, we're you know, we could walk, we could have this, we could walk into a movie a thousand miles apart and 80% of our opinions of what we're going to say are going to be very similar because we see things in a different way. But that 20% that he sees differently is going to make me go, oh, wow. Oh, that's something different I didn't think about. And that's, you know, trust, but also knowing I can't predict the really cool part that's going to come out of his head. Uh, well, you know, I think it helps. Um, it helps working with people that are really good. You know, I, I really do love collaboration um, and and I love being able to bring something to it. It was, uh, you know, a process through, you know, two seasons of Raise the Dead and a uh, feature story and uh, uh, trying to step up uh, the production value on uh, politics, politics, politics. But like everything that I've kind of done over the last few years on some way or another has been kind of leading up to uh, leading up to doing stuff like this, where I'm able to work with someone like Brian, who I respect tremendously, and I don't want to waste his time. Um, and and to be quite frank, from the very beginning, you know, I I kind of knew that this stuff has to be good, <laughs> or else like Brian, it's not like Brian's sitting around with a lot of free time, you know, uh, uh you know, doing doing jack squat. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of mouths to feed both uh, literally and figuratively around here. Uh, so it's like, you, you got to go and, and produce. And I, I felt like we had, we had done enough early on that we were able to kind of, as soon as the, the proof started coming out that it's like, oh, okay, well there's, there, there's something here, but ultimately it's like, uh, there is an art to collaboration and, and I've been just so lucky to be able to work with my best friends and and be able but, to do it in a way that hasn't ruined our relationships but and like brian like you like i think a problem that you have is when you're really good at a lot of different things when you work on a thing it's like how much where do i throw 100 percent of my energy into and i think that i think that's kind of what, what's cool here is when you collaborate with justin or here is then you could say okay 
I got to tell me to make this the because like you know when you make a show when you make your other stuff you've got to write produce do a bunch of other stuff but when here you could say okay I mean is that bit was that kind of the experience here is you're gonna say okay cool I got to put a thousand percent into the one a couple areas instead of having to do everything oh my god yes a hundred percent because um there 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 was bliss and freedom in the fact that Justin would hand me uh 1.0 of the script and remind me that uh hey uh just go uh because we need we need something to start with and then we'll figure out what's wrong um uh we've talked about this before but uh the idea of hate listening to your own stuff it's like it's it it, it sounds crass but really what it boils down to is you you keep whittling away everything that's not the right project and the only way to get there is by doing it and then and then listening to it and just listening for uh you don't have to listen for what's right just listen for what's wrong and you'll know it when you hear it uh mark that try something else and maybe that won't be right either but but that whittling process led us to some surprising um symmetries over the the four episodes of this story uh, there's stuff that we did not set out on episode one to set up themes that eventually would pay off on episode four but they're there and they're there because of that constant constant iterative process i mean and then once you figure them out you can go back and add the add the nod in episode one sure, sure realize sure. pays off in episode four now but but a lot of that is um you know, uh, uh, a lot of the lessons that I learned with Andrew, to be honest, like in terms of uh, uh, being, you know, in, in your creative process, the best thing you can do when you're trying to find your story is a look for a story, <laughs> know that when you're walking into it, uh, uh, the, the, the question is, you know, what is the story here? What is the beginning? What is the middle? What is the end? Where do we begin? What is the journey? What is the result? Uh, uh, and that's what I constantly, that's what I looked, that was the goal when I was writing a draft. It was the goal in, when I was listening to it was like, what do I natu what am I naturally gravitating toward? Uh, what do I want more of? What do I want less of? Uh, and, and, and that, you know, is something where, and something else that I learned from, from Andrew's process is just like, God, you can't, you you can't give yourself more freedom to tear down and rebuild at that like 25% mark like when you're when you're like 25% through you've got to draft and like you got to give yourself the permission to just be brutal and like rip out certain ideas and just say like what if we made it all about this like what if these things work better than these other things that i had in my head and if there is any kind of process that I can say that is kind of philosophically I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed to is uh, allowing that to be the defining creative period of, of, of the project or the episode, because at that point, then you're just refining. As soon as you're like, oh, okay, let's put, this was my initial idea. I was half right but let's not, let's not be precious. Let's not try to defend it. Let's not get your ego involved on like, uh, uh, Oh, but that was a good idea. And I really want it to be that. Like, no, take it all out, rewrite it, restructure it. And, and then let's go forward and, and start to, you know, refine, 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 refine. And, and, and I think it's the reason why Andrew's able to write so well, uh, especially at the kind of pace you write at. It's been inspiring. And, uh, uh, 
you know, this whole project took seven months, but uh, at this point, I think, you know, when we go into, you know, wherever we go uh, past this, it's going to go a lot faster because we just know what the process is at this point. And, and a key ingredient, too, is not telling Bryce, right? Was keeping it from Bryce. I think Bryce Bryce, <laughs> Bryce showed extreme restraint. Uh, I was I was shocked and appalled at our own behavior when we found out that Bryce was like, "Yeah, I literally don't know what this thing is you've been yeah. doing for months." You, you would keep saying, "Oh yeah, I'm I just recorded a new world's greatest con with with Justin." I, was like, I don't know what that is. You forgot the part where you were going to tell anybody about the thing you're doing. That was well, all. That was all because I was terrified. Of yeah, Justin. partly because that was the other thing. There were oh, two I'm things that I had to beat what? out of Brian. Uh, self-depreciating during recording and talking to anybody. <laughs> he can tell me. Not, yeah, he already no, was I, telling no, me. No, 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 I know that. Now we, I know that now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, blue Harvest. We're going to Blue Harvest. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and, and part of that was just being able to uh, give everybody a fun surprise. Give everybody something that was fully formed and fully cooked and ready for people to appreciate uh that is different because that's the other thing is that like even for our for the, the the community for which we serve and we have been pumping out content now for over a decade uh they don't know us for this so it has to feel different i, I mean if we were just building it and like joking about like writing and, and and playing outtakes of world's greatest con for the last seven months on night attack i think it would be less than what we wanted to in terms of the grandiosity of it that, that was the hard part was if we had done it that way, when we did release, it would be, um, I'm, I'm not going to say it would be tepid or, or uh, you know, get like a dead cat bounce or whatever, but it, 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 would, it would not be the same as we got a thing, we're not going to say anything about it yeah. until you get it. And then, and then uh, there, as, as a wise man once told me, the internet smells effort, and they could tell that a lot of effort went into this. <laughs> but not to say that there wasn't stuff I wanted to put out on Night Attack, including the supercut of Brian. Adolf Hitler. Brian, <laughs> Brian repeating, look, when you do a story about World War II, you're going to say the word Adolf Hitler a lot. And Brian said the word Adolf Hitler a lot, and so I just supercutted all of the <laughs> utterances of Adolf Hitler to the tune of the Mr. Belvedere theme song. <laughs> And it's like, that's something that would have been really, really funny to just out of context play on night attack. But also it's like, I don't know. I, I, I just love, uh, uh, creators who are carving out different paths and, and have the range and can do a funny comedy thing, but then also do something that's more serious. And, and look, you know, episode two of world's greatest con is the most vulnerable art that I've ever been close to or a part of. And it's because Brian surprised me in the moment in, in wanting to talk about things that, you know, I know as a friend were raw and painful. And, uh, uh, then it was up to me to try and polish it and make it, you know, uh, consumable. Uh, that's, that's something that I, I I think is outside of the wheelhouse of you know the the you just got you just lost to Hitler's dice guys um, <laughs> from the team that brought you yeah. the Hitler's dice game Hitler's comes. haunted dice comes world's greatest god which you know it is but but in the same way that you know from the director of Meet the Feebles comes Lord of the Rings like you know <laughs> yeah. you can exactly the exact that was exactly the example in my head or like Taika Waititi. 
you yeah. know, coming from what he did to Thor the, Ragnarok or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And you look at, you know, what he was doing is, you know, his, his story, like him and Jermaine Clement, I just love their story because it was like, they're in New Zealand. They want to make plays. The local theater playhouse won't let them do their plays. So they just run out of place and do plays. Like, yeah, let's do movies. Want to do movies. Nobody wants, you know, they have their fans. They're like, ah, oh, then they go like, what we do in shadows. And then it's everybody around them didn't want what they wanted, but the world wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I, I think that you touched upon this too, is that like the, and Brian, you mentioned that the smelling effort and the, there is getting, having information that helps you make your thing better is great early on trying to get approval early on is the worst thing. And people confuse the two people often confuse the two is like, I'm going to send this out because I want encouragement. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well you could do this, this, this. No, I wanted encouragement. You did not give me encouragement. And now I'm not going to finish it because you tell me it sucks. And so I'm never going to, and that's the problem where like here you add enough confidence to think about your own pattern, to make things better and your own internal loop. And then you get this fully formed thing and not like, let's do one and see if people like it and then decide if we'll do another. Uh, I will say that from the beginning, we began with the ending Also, I will say that if this flopped, we would not be doing a season two. So there is, there is a little bit of that. No, 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 no. But, 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 but there was no half measures on just trying out episode one and seeing where it went. Like, 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 we began, we we were going to tell a story. Like, and, and, and I think I mentioned to this, uh, off, off, camera at one point andrew it's like uh, i i i don't know i have yet to experience what it's like to finish a novel but i feel like this is the closest i've ever experienced to that that you know it's like uh, the uh, the called shot the complete story the filling in the gaps the revisions and then it's like and it's done and it's complete and whatever else happens this is a full unit of story that 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 we got to create uh it, it it's a first for me that i haven't gotten to experience before well i'll say that there's sometimes you write you hear people say things and then you experience them or then you do things and then later on you hear people say something that you find out was a known thing you didn't know and you go like in writing you don't finish a book you abandon a book <laughs> you know that's, yeah. and sometimes it's a complete stage and it's published and it's on shelves but i always feel like i abandoned it so i don't know if i've ever felt a sense of completion but I know what you're saying. Well, but, but, but I guess, I guess, um, I believe every other creative, anything I've ever done with the exception of, I don't know, maybe the, uh, the professional's guide to fire eating, what w- never felt like there was an end point for it. They were all open-ended designed to go forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And some got renewed and some did not, you know, yeah. like, like, like hacking the system was not launched with the intention of, and that's it. They did yeah. 12 episodes and now, they they got all the hacks. Yes. You know? The system it's, has been repaired. Exactly, Thanks, boys. Exactly, right? Whereas whereas this is the first thing that I've ever and, and we certainly want to do more seasons, but but this is a complete unit of story that I'm very, very proud of. It could live and, alone. If yeah. it if, if 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 we if we so desired, it it could be something that is uh, you know, just in and of itself uh, uh, a, a a project and uh, it, it stands alone. It's got its own story, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. It, it's it's <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but like, um, it just still feels weird that it's a success. 
Like, because uh, there's, and, and, there's and, been and, so and much of launching this kind of stuff for me. For, for either of us is, to, to say a su success, uh, there's a pretty, like, you and I are pretty good at figuring out, like, well, it seems like a coulda, booda, 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 booda. But, like, there's none of that. It's like both of us are like, yeah, that was a success, wasn't it? <laughs> well, and to be, to be totally honest, we're going to get into the creator's mindset. It's like the biggest things that I've had to do over the last few weeks is just beat the, beat the loser out of me. Like, because uh, I, I kind of kept having these uh, feelings of like, oh, well, this is when the bottom falls out. And this is when everything comes crashing down. And this is when uh, uh, this happens. And it's like, uh, and it's because I've launched stuff in the past. And, you know, it's had awe, awe success, right? It's had awe a little moment and then it kind of went away. Right. And, and there's that uh, progression to the mean. Well, always. yeah, I, I think it, look, it, it's, I love making stuff for our community and it's, it's amazing. It's my life's work. I continue to do it. And, and if all we ever did was that, then it would be fine. But when you try to do things that will, will reach a new audience, uh, uh, if, if you don't, you know, uh, you know, I, I love in, in our modern world of like TikTok, there is this kind of like codification of this thing flops. Right. And, and that's now no longer like a television show or a movie or something like that. Now it's like my, my discussion of whether or not I should clean my room, is it going to flop or not? <laughs> and it's like the, the fact that this has continued to grow is new and it's emotionally been something where I've had to, process i've had to allow like oh no 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 i need to rewire my brain because normally my brain goes to oh well screw the world they're all terrible and they don't get my brilliance uh next project uh, uh now i'll prove them wrong here uh whereas uh this is something where where i've i've got to i've got to rewire and, and be like okay well turns out we made it turns out the things that i thought were true oh, <laughs> that's an interesting turn of events uh, but, it, but it, it's been, it's been difficult, like, like, because it's, it's in, in some ways how kept me from enjoying it because I, um, you know, I keep thinking it's all gonna, <laughs> it's all gonna fail at any, at any moment, but, uh, it, it seems like it's continues to roll on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm onto a new set of megrams now where I'm terrified that we're not going to maximize our benefit out of it. <laughs> that's, that's my new thing I'm terrified of. Uh, well, I, that, that's a whole nother fun thing we can go down. Yeah. But I, you know, the, like for me, the analogy, Brian was like a book. Like once I learned I could write a novel, I'm like, oh, I have a power now. I can write a novel and, and maybe this one doesn't get every benefit that I can get out of it, but there can be another and another and another. Right. Uh, that was a huge part because it was about halfway through raise the dead season two that I kind of cracked my own production philosophy. And then I did feature story. And then I did crystal when I was literally going insane on my roof. And, <laughs> and then, uh, I did raise, uh, maybe raise that season two was around then. Uh, maybe it was crystal. And anyway, regardless of the, of, of the, of the pattern, uh, world's greatest con was the first, big version of that I'm working with somebody outside of of my own head who 
you know, has his own brand and we're going to try and leverage that and put it all together on a conceptual level. And it was like, now I feel very confident that I can, I can produce like that is a thing. I know I can produce podcasts. I know I've got a system for it and, and I know I am good at it. And that God, I mean, that really was, uh, uh, like discovering a superpower. That's yeah. That's the analogy I like because it's just, Sometimes we can do a thing and like, oh, I can do a thing. But then there's a point where, you know, like, you know, like, oh, I don't know. Writing for me is going to be a, it's a journey. You know, I hope to improve and to keep working as a writer and improving as a writer for the rest of my life. And even if we're in a simulation, I get to live a million years. I want to keep getting better and learning different things about it. But you reach a point where you're like, okay, I'm past the point where I, I know how to make it. I know that I can make a thing that's good. And I think I can be better. I can do it reliably enough, not always, but reliably enough. And then you feel like, okay, cool. Not, oh, I got this, but like, no, oh, I, I get this. I get this. And and to me, the time I really believed it was when I got to that that early point, that twenty five percent of of the way there point, where there were enough times that I listened to what I've now kind of come to know as, as the garbage cut of, of the episode. And I listened to it and it sucked ass and I fixed it. And then it was like, Oh, that's what the job is. The job is to get a garbage cut, listen to it, hate it. uh, And then unlike when I offer unsolicited notes on other people's things, I can keep all of my, all of my, 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 my petty, but you shoulda uh, 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 thoughts to myself. I can hoard them, which also benefits the world because now they don't have to hear it. uh, uh, And I can, I can put all of my self-loathing, what I've been working on for, for nigh on 39 years uh, uh, and, and, and just burn away all of the garbage with this like highly sophisticated self-loathing beam and, and just melt it all away. And then it's like, oh, that's the story. In the that's chat. amazing. And I can do it enough that I'm like, that's what production is. In the that's chat, they're shouting, uh, release the garbage cut. I can confidently say, never going to happen. <laughs> Too much mm-hmm. self-loathing. Uh, there are there are cuts like- of, of Raise the Dead that end with me after recording it yelling at myself knowing that i'll listen to it like on 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 my walk uh uh that i'm just like like this sucked you know it sucked this thing sucked you you you, this is garbage why'd you even write this uh but yeah but that's that's my process my process is just understanding that there has to be a moment where you break it like just get a first draft and then shatter it a million different ways as soon as you find what matters, what what is the beating heart of it? There's a Tarantino talked about like uh, what's Tarantino's first film? Um, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Wrong. My best friend's birthday. Uh, you see, <laughs> we talk about Reservoir Dogs. You go into the trap. He went and made like my best friend's birthday, and it was just it was crap. And he's like, I'm editing this, and it's crap because I knew, but I learned because I learned. I realized, you know, why this sucked and why this crapped. And then he goes. And then his second film is Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. You know, Brian Singer did uh, Public Access, which nobody talks about. Like, oh, it's an okay, you know, whatever, indie sort of. It's not like a, it's really not, it's really not that great. Yeah. And then he does 
usual suspects. And you're like, how did this guy go from here to here? Because this guy, like Tarantino, like he watched this, and you know nobody knows more about film than Tarantino, and he he got all the stuff out of his head, all of his bad ideas and things like this, and got himself to a razor point where you can go do that. You walk, you watch parts of like you know you're like, this guy did Reservoir Dogs, yeah. <laughs> you know this kind of full fiction, but he learned, he learned. So, and that's you know the benefit of the podcasting process is that you can, you know, unlike film, uh, you can redo things a lot <laughs> or or you can yank it or you could pretend it never happened or 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 well no i, I know mean, i know like, i just yeah, mean in, yeah. in 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 the process of like you know uh refining if if the process is is largely on the refinement it's very easy to just get back in front of a microphone and, and re-record stuff and, and that was the biggest thing was proving that i could do that with somebody that wasn't me where i could just force myself to get in front of the microphone and re-record stuff whenever I wanted, oftentimes during editing, like I would just be like, Oh, well this needs this. And that's why Lyndon Johnson is a map map map. Like I, I could, I could just do that myself. Uh, can I, can I say the biggest surprise to me was how seamless for the most part, there, there are sometimes you could tell this is a first time trying a thing. This is an emotionally raw moment. This is an early morning. This is a late afternoon. I'm more, but, but, but in general, uh, I'm surprised at how stable my voice appears because uh, you you Frankenstein a lot of lines from a lot of different cuts and and I've had nobody complain that that it fa- sounds like patchwork. I'm on my George Lucas baby, dude. You I'm are. Just, I'm just you waiting. are. I'm just, I'm just waiting till I can uh, I can AI I can AI my Brian voice. <laughs> just just uh, I I I, uh, I look at the script and it just says A R B B. uh yeah i mean look audio software has come a long way you can do it's it's smooth man you can do a lot in adobe audition i will i will tell you this like adobe audition was the difference between me having a cool idea and uh now uh having a production company like that that is that that is that is the, the the foundation on which all of it is built and holy crap is it powerful? If you want to get into this kind of stuff, uh, like I, I was self-taught and I don't even think I went through the tutorial. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I learned a lot just ran, ramming my head against the, the wall and, uh, it's, it's been good. So, uh, try it. I would, I would recommend it if you want to make uh, higher quality stuff. Uh, also, also if we're rounding the corner at the end, uh, this is the moment, man. Uh, all four episodes are out. There'll be a fifth, but the fifth is going to be a little bit of navel gazing. Epilogue. And, and, and where we're headed in the future. Um, this is the story. I can't speak for Justin, but it feels like uh, one of the best things I've ever been part of, full stop. I, 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 uh, now's the time to pick up the phone and tell just one other person. Get, uh, listen to it and tell one person. Uh, yeah, no, this is... Uh... This is a big moment. I think um, uh, uh, it's it's the culmination of 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 you know a lot of hard work. Uh, I, I would like to uh, you know make sure that everybody knows that it was um, something that we really appreciate the, the the support on. But I do agree with Brian. Uh, uh, the best way to spread the word on this is is make a phone call, go see a friend in person that you know that might be into something that involves 
you know, uh, storytelling or scams, cons, World War II history, uh, uh, anything, and and go do it because I I think that there is from the moment that uh, you know Brian tells his story of getting scammed out of speakers in a Home Depot parking lot, uh, you know, to the very end, which ends in the most you know grandiose way, uh, uh, where we're literally we're talking about the fate of the free world. Uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's a really fun story and now you don't have to wait. It's all streaming right now. So go ahead. Greatestconpodcast.com is where you can get all the links to all the different, uh, stores, but, uh, uh, go ahead and get on it because, uh, I think it's, I think it's something pretty cool. Uh, also there's a company that makes a uh, vinyl LPs on demand here in Austin. They're super, super overwhelmed, but I think I'm going to get a two disc LP made limited edition oh yeah like just oh, oh oh yeah and by the way folks if you guys are into watching or, or uh, a lot of people uh they're the idea of what a podcast is is a thing that happens on youtube uh uh go to the scam, uh, scam stuff, stuff. youtube.com slash scam stuff you'll see uh, the first three episodes are posted the fourth one should be up tomorrow but uh but then you'll be able to to share it with all your friends i actually went out and bought a reel-to-reel recorder just so that we could have an interesting visual element. As a matter of fact, uh, if you if you don't mind playing uh, just a little bit of that view meter, like there's this great moment at the at the end where it's like it gets quiet and you just see the view meters totally dead. Oh right. And then that that sweeping music begins to come in and you see the needles start to start to barely oh, crescendo up. It's pretty great. Uh, so go ahead and check those out. I think those videos are super cool. Uh, picks. Uh, world's greatest con it's a podcast <laughs> greatestconpodcast.com um trying to think of things that we used uh oh I, I like to plug fireside fm uh uh it's run by our friend dan benjamin it's a podcasting platform but i've used it for uh politics 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 and now uh for for world's greatest con it is good analytics uh, uh an easy way to publish stuff an easy way to submit stuff uh, uh, I would, I would, I would recommend it. Oh, also it just makes a super easy website, which is something that I think is really awkward with, um, podcasts because, you know, there's, there's not a ton of great ways that you can kind of create a super easy website and they do it automatically pre-populated with the stuff that you're there, you're there for. That's where greatest con podcast, uh, goes to. And you want to know what it is simple. It has, it has links, it has players, it gets the job done. It's all we need. And so, uh, 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 shout out to them, Fireside yeah. FM. Shout out also to Cool Edit Pro from 1999, which is actually how Brian recorded all his tricks. I' gonna do a, a, a tech pick. I've been using this lately. I've been pretty happy with it. Sometimes when I work on a software project, I've got to have a couple different elements. I've got to run a server. I've got to do a front end, and I've got to do everything else. And usually, I'll do it on, uh, you know, do it on my computer here but the problem is sometimes i have to do four or five things at once and it gets problematic trying to track stuff and so replit is a company that makes a online uh editing system that you can then run your server and you can do that it does python it does a bunch of different languages so if you like to code and you're looking for a way to sort of just do it all in the cloud and run your multiple services and do that uh it's actually been super helpful so i'm a, a been using Replit lately, so I'm pretty happy with that. And they have a free plan if you want to try it. Nice. Brass? 
no, no pics. Uh, check out World's Greatest Con. Just search it in all the podcast directory. Yeah, baby. Oh, fine. I take my pick back. World's Greatest Con. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, Great Night is starting tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's right. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. Our triumphant uh, return to Tuesday night live uh, uh, shenanigans. Yeah, I'm, I'm very no excited. More, no more audio only. Uh, uh, just a little bit longer. June will uh, end. Uh, on June 29th, uh, that is when we will uh, return on Tuesday nights, uh, two hours uh, earlier right. than it normally so, is. Uh, and we go into the next month. Did you call me a liar? Lie? Did you, did you <laughs> yeah. call me lie? July. Juliers. Juliers. All uh, you haters. But uh, yeah, no, check that out. Uh, uh, it's, man, I'm, I'm so pumped to get back to doing it. We've got a whole new set here that I'm like looking at out of the corner of my eye. Uh, uh, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm, I'm really glad that we were even throughout all this process. We were able to, we never missed a week in terms of the, the podcast on, on the night attack feed. And this will be a, a, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped. To, I mean, to we, we, to we know we can't make everybody happy, but I'm really happy for the people who are like, I'm kind of sad. The ghost attack is going away. <laughs> uh, become a patron. Yeah, become a patron. You're still gonna get that same that same kind of stuff. Uh, you can. Uh, right. We're gonna still use the Night Attack feed. So if you're already subscribed to that podcast feeds, uh, those will be there. Yeah. Uh, I think we're we're gonna consolidate to one video feed, but I uh, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, I think we still have Twitch.tv/NightAttack. I don't I don't know if slash when we'll change yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, if and when we change it, everybody who's subscribed will still be subscribed and. Uh, uh, you know, we're not going to do anything that's going to break anything. So uh, uh, just uh, get ready to go where you normally go. You'll be able to find it. It'll either be called Night Attack or Great Night. But either way, we'll be there Tuesday, two hours earlier than we normally are. So it'll start at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's been after. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.